Oh my god, I spent money to get a channel mixer and uh Yo. Hopefully this all sounds good. We're yeah. We're here, man. In person. Well In person. Just, just me and Tom. I can stand up now. We can just stand yeah. up when we're pantomiming. I'm not going to stand up because my ass is currently on a heating pad. Josh has got the little Cardinals blanket on. He's got the heating pad on his hole. Yep. Um, directly into the hole. <laughs> directly into the hole. I cast Scorching Ray onto the hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was hanging out downtown with the fellas. and <laughs> Let's just say they threw a few too many magic missiles my direction. <laughs> if you catch my drift. I catch the ray of frost is what I do. <laughs> yeah, ice now knife. when I take a shit, it feels like an ice knife. Ice knife <laughs> exploding. <laughs> Josh, you did uh, Baldur's 3. Yeah. Baldur's Gate 3. How we're, do uh, we're fucking it, man. Oh, wait, I forgot. Uh, Rangers won the World Series, um, in case anyone didn't know. Anyway, Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, uh, which I didn't even watch the World Series hardly. I just played Baldur's Gate. Um, yeah. He was uh, on whole recovery duty. I was. I'm still on whole recovery duty, but I'm doing it at work because Yay! the American healthcare system and PTO policies can eat my ass. I think it's just basic capitalism, right? If you don't yeah. go to work, you don't get paid. You yeah, die. but it's weird too because I work at a nonprofit. Uh, so, it's, but you know, hey, I I get it. They're not just gonna pay me to be home and play Baldur's Gate. Your so. boss rules. You sent me something really cool. She is. She's, she's a fucking monster. Uh, fierce defender of us and, you know, plans to help me out with some stuff next year. Um, you know, so. Can we shout her out by name? Uh, pro- probably shouldn't. I mean, we're not going to say anything. Um, we'll make up a name for her. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie? Yeah, you're Stephanie, the, you're, you're the man. You big booty Judy. Okay, well, that's too much. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I said, uh, well, whenever you're in recovery mode, I suggest you play Baldur's Gate 3 because, yeah. um, it's a deep game and, uh, you've never fucked around with like D and D stuff, have you? I haven't really, really wanted to. Stranger Things made me want to, but I never did prior. I don't think I've said, told anyone on the pod. So, uh, Josh has finished, you beat it, right? I mean, I'm, in, really close. I'm in act three. I just need you're to kill those part. last two fucks. Josh has played the most, uh beautiful run of it um whenever i play like um a game like that i always do like an altruist one run because i'm like i'm not a bad guy josh leaned into the evil and has he has not strayed from it he has killed everything he has done everything uh, for his own good for his own needs for his own interest he is not afraid to put down companions it has been yeah it's been a hell of a run um and like uh I, I really need I'm gonna do an altruistic one on my second playthrough. Yeah. Um just because I'm not gonna fuck myself in the first you know <laughs> few hours of playing by being like, Ooh Ooh, this, shiny. Shiny idol, which it was a piece of fucking wood. It was and, a piece of wood. Yeah, and I was like I, I was like, I bet that's worth something. That looks magical. And then I everyone killed each other. Yeah, so this is what happened. Spoiler, uh, spoiler alert. In Act 1, you got a real Israel-Palestine situation mm-hmm. going on. There's some refugee, uh, refugees and a if, druid. Although grove. in this situation, a two-state solution was actually possible. It is, uh. yes. That's the thing. <laughs> Josh, Josh with, 
you didn't actively like derail it. You just unknowingly derailed it because you didn't explore like the options. Like this is how we can fix this. Yeah, it's no. like so the druids are doing uh, some magic to cut their grove off from the world and hide themselves from evil or whatever things that threaten them. And there's a bunch of like refugees there that they're wanting to to boot out. And uh, uh, th- they have this little sacred idol they have to do everything off of. And Josh just went up and took it, and a genocide had occurred. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah, you know, I, I pretty much just walked into this courtyard. And I was like, ooh, glowing green shiny thing that people seem to be worshipping in the center. I bet that's worth some That bucks. should be me. <laughs> I should be the glowing green shiny I was shiny basically thing. Hobby Lobby stealing, um, you know, those artifacts. Or not stealing, but getting those artifacts and fu- in a way, funding ISIS in the process. It was beautiful. Like, it made me laugh. And then you uh, committed to it. The cat's in here. The cat is yeah, so excited. on the fucking couch, you Jesus fucking Christ. Monster. This is why this you're not allowed in here. This is why you're not allowed in here. She this hasn't my- been in here in so long, so she's super excited. Back. 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 I'm kicking you out is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Bad cat. Scram! Die! <laughs> <laughs> so Josh did uh, an evil run. He got Drow Pussy. He got Grinch Pussy. And, uh, yeah. yeah, dude, he got laid. Gail tried to offer me some bussy, but some, I declined. Some wizard pussy. He's just a great guy, Gail. I just, I just don't think we're compatible. Oh, did you? Yeah, so you went through, like, his whole thing with the, you know, weave and all that. And, like, oh, yeah. come look at this. We're here. And he's like, I love you. And you're like, I you're don't. You're a great guy. You're a great guy. <laughs> I got you're a great companion. Dual-wielding crossbow. <laughs> Which sucked, up. by the way. Yeah, they were not very effective. Um, so that was uh, your run. It was a great run. It was a hilarious run. It was a ten out of ten run, I would say. Yeah, and on the next one, I'll play nice so I can actually get more than three companions to. So you don't have to like get them weird. <laughs> get them ran off. Yeah, I'm gonna grab that cat. Uh, right. Tell the tell people about the controversy. Let's talk cardinal stuff while I oh, remove the, the a fuzzy fucking terrorist from the mist. Can I get a bleep in here? What do you want me to do? <laughs> Share what? Just what's well, we should have all learned that uh, uh, John Denton is a uh, fucking. <laughs> um, let's see. That's uh, six minutes and twenty-seven seconds. What did we'll John write it Denton down. do? Well. You know, he gets everyone in, you know, a big old huff because he report, misreports basically a quote from Mo that says the payroll is not going to really probably go up or it's or it's, it's a possibility that it won't. It was a dumb quote. Um, so Denton, I guess, is our Bob Nightingale. And uh, the quote from Mo was um, talking about budget and payroll, two separate things. So, our payroll, forty-man payroll, was trending toward about two hundred million by the end of the season. Um, we didn't hit that mark, obviously, because we traded away a bunch of guys and got rid of some guys. So our payroll, good guys. And I had this answered by old Derek Gould. Mister Gould, we have about a hundred forty-five, hundred fifty million committed to uh, to the payroll right now. Hitter. Oh wait, there she is. There she is. Hey, 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 hey. We've cornered the market. <laughs> God damn! Finally, we got the got that old fucking ball and chain we out got, here. Yeah. 
We can really be bold. We can do. We, we can do guy stuff. In we can here. do guy stuff. We you don't want to put some... on some Steely Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking how uh, Thin Lizzy's "The Boys Are Back in Town" is the greatest song ever. Oh, yeah. Because there's like numerous songs about getting pussy and falling in love and war, even you know. Yeah, and that's just. There's only rock. one song about the boys being back yeah. in town, you know. Um, I mean, and girls have it with girls just want to have fun. Yeah, I mean, they don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> this is the guy who's currently trying to get laid. Yeah. yeah. I think women matter. Um, female listeners of the pod. Yeah, they matter, um, just not their opinions. I think their opinions matter. They do. Um, I think you guys swing elections, and I appreciate your efforts in doing so. Um, I think everyone deserves a voice. Oh, God, you sound like such a lib. Jeez. When um, You see, let me tell you about this wise guy I've been talking no, to. You see, you see Andrew Tom, when, uh, when, uh, when uh, they go low, we go high. We go high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Andrew Tate told me that women yeah. are dogs, oh, have you seen and he that? would never lie. Have you seen that video on TikTok of it's just like this clearly a-worded dude, and he's just like I. He's like talking to his teacher, and he's like, "Enough of these rules, en- <laughs> enough of enough of of this homework." Um, he's a little Jewish kid. Possibly, he's wearing a beanie, so it's hard to tell. Yeah. Um, but, Enough uh, with these rules. He's like, he's like, I am the alpha, and then the teacher is just like, <laughs> the, the teacher is just so cool, and he's just like, okay, alpha. Well, I am the teacher, and you need to basically shut up and go sit down. He's like, no, you, you don't, you listen to me. I am the alpha, and then the guy is just like. Okay, Alpha. <laughs> he just keeps referring it to was him alpha? As alpha. He's like, okay, Alpha. I'm well, so... um, your actions are going to have consequences. You won't. Well, yeah, he, it's just the. I mean, the teacher is being so cool about it, rather than just like calling him every slur in the book and saying like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Um. That's awesome. I'm know. so happy I'm not teaching because I'm not sure I would handle all these Tate, <laughs> these Tate followers. <laughs> Oh, man. It'll be a second bleep. On, <laughs> on a sad note, I wonder where we'd be if, you know, like Michael Brooks was still with us. Because he, oh, he's like yeah. the perfect role model for young men. He is a fantastic role model for uh, young men. He's um, um, also a fantastic sobering voice on the left. Yeah. Know, especially with Israel-Palestine going on now. We got derailed. We were talking about yeah. payroll. Yeah, we were. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, rip, rip. Brooksy, we miss you. Um, so, uh, Denton writes for MLB.com, just wants clicks. He wants attention. Like, um, I probably bet he is a fine reporter if he wasn't tied to writing for MLB. But, um, as Gould reported, the cards have about like 50, 55 million they can play with, and they could go higher. Uh, according to Mosaic's comments, is that what people took from it, I think, is that we're going to have essentially the same payroll as we did last season. And what people took out of this, we're going to be about 140, 150 mil. Which we're, we'd be more like 200. Correct. Those guys not being true. Because those guys are on there. Wayno's salary yeah. is off the books. Yeah. So he's, Mo's referring to being at preseason level is on that it. Ben and Jacobs rising. who's doing that tweet? Who is, is is that guy's name? Ben Jacobs, the guy who's doing like the Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, yep, Josh Jacobs. Um, fellow Jay in the house. Um, <laughs> and he, uh, yeah, because he was basically thinking that like 
you know, we might have like 65 mil. And he how, thought 65, but that's actually correct because when I tweeted at Gould, he said they could go up more or less. And then I checked him out on uh, Bernie Michael's podcast, and he said that they're approaching 200 million and what they're project what they had been envisioning going past. So it's very realistic we can go past 200 million, and it's very realistic they could spend more than 55 million this season, uh, this off season. Um, I say, you know, let's say we have 50 to 70 million to play with, or 55, 65. If you want a smaller number, um, and you know, we could think, you know, who could we go shopping for? There's been, um, there's a lot of actually good options compared to this past season. Everyone's really hard for Seth Lugo. Um, I, I don't think really know much about Seth Lugo, if I'm going to be honest. Like, he was a longtime Mets reliever, and then he went reliever. to San Diego. Starter. Yep, and he was pretty effective. He had like a three-and-a-half ERA, strikes out like 21-22%. So, you know, his all the nerd stats. Sure. His savant page has a lot of blue, so I think he was pretty lucky in terms of as a pitcher. He... Uh, uh, I would say overperformed in terms of expected batting average and slugging. What he showed it was he uh, was an exceptional pitcher getting ground balls and limiting walks. And to me, when I look at Seth Lugo, I just think of Miles Michaelis with a nastier curveball. Um, if he's like the end piece of getting – if he's the third pitcher or even fourth pitcher in all this, that's a fine pickup. Yeah. But I'm more excited looking at like Eddie Rodriguez – James Paxson, obviously Nolan or Nola and uh, Yamamoto and I'm Sonny Gray. I'm excited about the idea, and this is going to sound crazy. Uh huh. Um, maybe getting Frankie Montas on the cheap, like maybe that's a reclamation project. Is he a free uh, agent? Well, I've been seeing his name fl- floated around quite a bit, so I'm not sure what I would say the thing is. But I'm like, I, well, actually, the Yankees are looking for infield depth, so maybe that's a part of a. Possibly. I wouldn't mess with that. I would take, um, in terms of reclamation, uh, Kente Maeda. He yeah. had incredible metrics. He's yeah. been uh, a successful pitcher. We should have the most Eastern pitching staff. That would be Eastern, it's like yeah. a Taoist club. Yeah. Is that where you're Confucius's corner. We like have a fight. Yeah, we have the we get we call up Oryx. Be like, we want your five starters. Well, like, I want what? like a Chinese guy, a Japanese guy, and a Korean guy. So that way, we have to have three different. Um, How will they get along? <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I tell you a joke? The Taiwanese guy as well. This, uh, you know, yeah, I've I finally m- broke it to my boss today that you know we're, I'm looking at moving to St. Louis next year, and I kind of was like, I'll. St- Stick around this much, but it'd be great if you can help me find a job, you know, up there. And Stephanie's um, with, awesome. Yeah, Stephanie's great. Um, and so we had a great talk about that. She was super supportive, all that jazz. Um, but then I was like, uh, you know, she was frustrated with something that happened today. And I was like, yeah, um, you know, you know, if you want to leave this place, too, you can come up to St. Louis with me and Tom. You can live with us. And I, and I was like, instead what a key, of th- you can move in. Oh, you yeah. And, in. That, and then I was like, instead of three men and a baby, it'll be two two guys and a black lady. <laughs> <laughs> I like the detachment of yeah. just saying guys, two guys and a black lady. Yeah. <laughs> two dudes and a black lady. <laughs> We're like, walk into a bar. No, they just live together. Yeah. <laughs> They walk into an apartment. <laughs> they walk into a three-bedroom yeah, house. Yeah. They uh, with a fully finished basement. <laughs> <laughs> where one of the guys collects cats. 
just I'm and a they're just waiting for the guy to show up. He's like, and one of the other guys has an itchy hole, and itchy burning hole. And the black lady, she parties. Okay, <laughs> she may be an older black woman, but she gets out there. She is sociable, and she's trying to make these two fellas, this cat guy and hole guy, more sociable. I don't know why a dumbass Brooklyn construction worker is pitching this movie, but he is. Vinny, 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 I was. I was up all night. I was so pissed. I turned off the Yankees game, and I thought I could be a movie producer. <laughs> hit me out. Hit me out, Vinny. Hit me out, Vinny. It I is came me. Out with I am your loyal capo. <laughs> I am your lo- I- I'm loyal to my capo. Loyal to my capo. Vinny, Vinny, like, what if two, like, 30-something white guys move in with an old black lady, right? Right. We haven't had one of those movies in a while. <laughs> It's kind of like like it's it's, it's kind of like the Deadpool thing with him living with that blind old black lady. Yeah, that would kind yeah, of Yeah, that kind of hits the same. Mean note. you have little baby hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stephanie, will you grab me the baking soda? <laughs> <laughs> it's good for my ass. Oh god. Kent would be yeah, good. Yeah, Kent Maeda would I think would be a good pickup. Cuz he's like what, 36? So like, it would be like a short deal. Yeah, he's got like some glass now problems cuz you know, he hasn't he pitched uh, his last full full season was his first year with the Dodgers. Um but like he can serve a dual role as a guy starting and relieving. He missed uh, all of 22 with injury. He came back made 20 starts this past season. Um a lot of good red on his numbers. Um, you seen anything about Frankie when you when you, go, when you uh, googled him? Frankie Montas? Yeah, because like people have been throwing his name around a lot, so I don't know. I think this motherfucker might be. Yeah, no, he should be actually. A free I, agent. I, I think yeah. he. Yeah, no, he is a free agent now that I'm thinking about it. I okay, at, I mean, I looked at track this week. Uh, I mean, as a reclamation project, sure, but he shouldn't be the third guy. He should be like a fourth or fifth guy. Yeah, he should be our number one guy, Tom. Oh, no. <laughs> His Who? name rhymes with Mevermower. No, stop it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm seeing oh, way no, too I'm, much I'm, of that. I'm kidding, but like seriously, no, there were Cardinals just... accounts today that were, you know, yeah, no, I... for that. like, he's an ace, and I'm like, yeah. Don't sp- care. I'm like, in the spider tack era, and also he was fine in japan yeah he he's also got four more sexual assault allegations yeah, out there um, he's also an asshole like no never in a million years never i do not do not want him on this team yeah i don't even want him on this team even if all all that was made up against him because he's such a fucking unlikable little and, nerd and of course if just to correct the record for folks who don't know who we're talking about when i said mever mauer i was actually talking about lever lauer Yes, uh, Matt Lauer. You're yeah. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a word. No, 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 no. It's it's yeah, no, yeah. Ne- never in a million years. They call him Leva because he just keeps pulling broads <laughs> down with him. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Let's see. Um, um, you got Spotrack? Yeah, I'm looking at Spotrack for the upcoming because Stroman opted out. Um, we have Votto, who can't pitch, but, you know. Um, uh, Hinjin Ryu, Toronto pitcher, yeah. Korean guy. That would probably be an interesting reclamation there. I mean, he's mid-late 30s. What is Dave Duncan up to these days? He's probably dying. He's the only man he's I trust probably in the process. reclamation project. He's probably probably in the process of eating raisins and dying is what he's yeah, doing. Yeah. So. You eat what you become. I don't know if Dunk... Dunk would probably be fine. I mean, he's smart, but like, 
Great, yeah, this is. I mean, Dunk I, wouldn't. Uh, Dunk's philosophy that he did in the early two thousands with building guys wouldn't wouldn't fly today. You know, encouraging guys to be ground ball pitchers, two seam fastballs, stuff like that. I mean, it took like a while before. Like I remember even watching Yachty uh, utilize guys with some serious heat to challenge up in the zone because they were just taught so long. Yeah, just, Jason Mott's the first guy I think of. That's the first guy I think of too. Yeah. And like, um, I remember like Mitchell Boggs. Mitchell Boggs are like high nineties. He touched a hundred. I'm like, why doesn't he like work up in the zone more? Yeah. What's up with the sinker? You know. Weirdly enough, I feel like I remember seeing that a little bit with like Troy Percival. Like, he was a fireballer early in his career, but when yeah. he came to us, he was like 93, Yeah, 94. for some reason, I just feel like I remember a lot of strikeouts where he was just hitting it high in the zone. Like, Well, yeah, no, if you – yeah, if you got – so the new nerd talk is like – I think it's a vertical angle. So basically the lower arm slot you have on your release point and based off obviously on your extension. So if you are you know, extending far to the plate – and you have a lower arm slot, you know, if you're throwing over the top, you're throwing down, the ball is fighting gravity. Yeah. It's going to go down. Um, but if you're throwing, I mean, Paul Seawald, this is why his fastball is so effective. You throw such a low slot, you're basically throwing up at the ball. It fights gravity easier. And if you got enough spin on it, it doesn't look like the ball. It looks like the ball rises. And um, some guys naturally have that. And a guy like Justin Verlander had, like, incredible spin on his fastball. To where even though he threw over the top, it gave that illusion that his ball was fighting at. And Felix Batista is another one because he throws with so much spin. So yeah, that was probably a little too much for him. Yeah, I'm so it, sorry. That was overwhelming. This is good um, analysis. Yeah, um, people should know we're smart sometimes. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. and you know, I feel like if they don't know, they should listen to 1982 Part Three. Yes, 1982 Part and Three. We really look at your fucking masterpiece and the works. Um, that was a uh, that was a lot. Now we got to do Part Four. Yeah, I'm super excited for Part Four though because I'm like already getting like music queued up. Yeah, Josh is very excited on the music front. Yeah. I actually got to release the uh, soundtrack list. I forgot to do that, uh, so I'm going to release something like uh, that. Somebody asked for it, or are we just doing it? Oh, no, for part three. I got to uh, – I mean, it's licensed – or it's uh, licensed music, so it's, you know yeah. – no. We ain't giving you no fucking credit. Yeah, no, I got to – you know, KPM is really good, so uh, yeah. got to use it. She's trying to get in. We're not safe. We're not safe from the tiny little tiger. The cat is coming from the inside the house. Out, the cat is coming from inside the house. So, I know Jacobs talked upon it. Uh, Katie Wu talked about like uh, what guys are going to be fetching in terms of prices, and I want, I want like fans to know because I've been there's that not guy Eddie account and he was talking some shit on old Brandon Belt, but like. Um, There are, um, um, I don't think people understand like market value for like what a normal like ball player should get, you know. Yeah. Especially Brandon Belt. I mean, what career like eight twenty OPS hitter? Yeah. Like yeah. Perfectly, yeah. The guy should perfectly be over, serviceable. He should make a hundred million dollars. Yeah, a year. and bringing up like the salaries or of not guys. Here, I, Career. Bringing up yeah. the salaries of guys in the past, I'm like, yeah, that was wrong. Like Jim Rice should have paid, been paid a lot more money yeah. then. That doesn't help. Oh yeah, I forgot because they had it worse. Everyone else should have it worse. Yeah, no. What? 
in a in a game like this that has so much wealth and money going around, I mean, the Mets are just came out that they're going to dump eight billion dollars into basically making a ballpark village, and every owner just loves doing it, like having a playground to go with their stadium. Yeah. You know, there is so much wealth going around um, that to you know undermine players on it perfectly. Like you think like Otani, you're thinking Otani's going to get what forty fifty million a year. He's going to hit 40 at the very least. Yeah, I mean, the contract might be backloaded a little bit just to see how he recovers from TJ. But Correct. Yeah. But, I mean, even if he recovers, he, even, I mean, he still hit. I say he's hitting at least 35 next year. I'm a, Yeah, I'll say 40, like, just for the sake of it. He's going to make 40 mil a year for 10 years. And I think what people um, don't take into consideration is that Shohei Otani is going to be a Hall of Famer. He's a generational talent. And that teams win the World Series like the Texas Rangers, not on the backs of guys like Adelise Garcia or uh, Jordan Montgomery all the time. It is regular-ass motherfuckers sometimes that will get you to get you to the chip. Yeah. And then I don't want that to be a uh, – like, because we kind of saw both things, though, in the, um, with this season. We saw teams like the Mets, who spent a lot of fucking money – and it totally blow up in their face. Yeah. And I don't want this front office to cling to that, you know, that being a major risk and facet of their strategy. Look at Texas. Look at Texas. They bought big at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Case of point by our trades, let alone the other, you know, everything else. You know, they got fucking Mad Max. They have DeGrom. Like... This, I mean, they they fucking went for it, and it paid off. And it's good that they won that, because that was the thing I was kind of dreading about. It'd be like, oh, yeah, you saw these big spenders not make the postseason and not win, yeah. and not have uh, not win the chip. So Texas, one year in, uh, actually two years, because they started loading up two years ago, and they capped it off this past offseason. You know, Seager, Simeon, Gray, boom, get Monty, trade. Adelise emerges. You know, let's get fucking Scherzer and DeGrom over here. Is it Adelise? It's pronounced Adelise. I've always said Adolis. I always thought Adolis, too. But baseball reference says it's Adelise. Adelise. I've been hearing John Boy say it. Hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, we're not going to go hash that shit all out because it's well-established. Yeah. You could have had the guy. But, um, yeah, and, you know, Ryan and I talked about, like, how good he was in minor league. So it is kind of... You know, he's just a older minor league player that bloomed. And his story is actually super interesting. How he was Dominican, and then mm-hmm. he got, or no, he was Cuban. And then he got, I think, to play baseball in France, actually. Yeah. Like, and then that's how he, and then he defected to the Dominican, and then of course signed as an international free agent. And now he's a champ, dude. Yeah. And he's a champ. Um, shit. Uh, what are baseball news? Craig Council. He got the high. He's the highest paid manager in history. I know. How was he manage a manager of the fucking year? Um, like I, I'm. I, I was gonna do this before the pod, but I started playing um Baldur's Gate. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm saying Craig Council's a. I would say a very good manager. Um, considering that he has. Found sustained success in the NL Central with a penny pinching Brewers organization. I think, 
I think managers are underpaid. I think that's good. I'm happy he got his uh, his forty million dollar yeah, contract. The, the pay doesn't bother me. It's just like the, to me in games the the build up the decision he's taking his talents to South Beach. No, stuff. not even that. I, really, I just, I just it's it's the whole honoring him like he's a great manager because in game it feels like he's kind of just a mid manager. Like he's yeah, never I mean, with me. Yeah, if we had some um, Brewers fans on, they could probably get us insight on it. I always thought he just was really heavily reliant on his bullpen, uh, but starting rotation. I mean, two of them. Yeah, it, he, you know, he would ride Burns and Woodruff. Well, he really only got to ride Woodruff a little bit, um, and then Peralta finally had a healthy season this year. But like, yeah, I mean, he had he <laughs> down the stretch. I always thought it would blow up in his face, but it never really did. He, I always thought yeah. he was. Uh, I, always I mean, they did shit. They did. Sh- I mean, honestly, last season should have been an embarrassment for him. The lead they had in the central, and yeah, they shat down the second half. Like that. I mean, to me, that's an embarrassment. Obviously, it's, I know that doesn't factor into this year's award, but I don't know. To me, like if if it's my pick, it's Skip or Brian Snicker. Like it's got. I mean, it's Skip to me. Um, I think what Skip did with a Marlin staff in his first year was impressive on a Marlin staff that um, didn't hit a lot of bombs outside of Jorge Soler. Um, I guess that mirrors the Brewers because the Brewers' offense was anemic. It was terrible. But I think they were dealt a much easier path to the postseason. The Marlins, who had to go through the NL East. Yeah. Um, Skip would have been my vote. Yeah, I mean, that's like I, I lean towards Skip. It's it's just the whole like Brian Snitker's team was so dominant that you kind of have to give him serious consideration. Granted, if you look what he's working with, it's not quite as impressive as Skip doing that with the Marlins team. Um, but you know, hey, have they even announced that yet? What? Who the manager of the year is? I don't think so. They did Gold Gloves. Um. I was actually pulling it up so we can see if you had anyone you didn't like. No one really uh, leaps out to me. Brian Hayes finally got his. We all knew he was going to yeah, get it. Yeah, I mean. Cubs had two, obviously, with, you know, Swanson and Hap. And, uh, yeah, I mean, good. Did Hap get the utility? Hap got left field. Left utility field, went yeah. to Kim with the Padres. Oh, okay. Bada bing, bada boom. Would have been Brendan Donovan. Was, it's always going to be Brendan Donovan when he's healthy. Uh, over yeah. in American League, uh, Volpe was kind of impressive. He got his. Um, Jonah Heim, we all knew he was awesome. Uh, Matt Chapman got his. Sean Kwan got another. None of these names really leap out. There was mild controversy over Dalton Varsho having so yeah. much DRS and outs above average, but not getting in the outfield. And obviously, Gabby Marino winning it in Arizona. But how yeah. are how are Golden Gloves decided? Is it like a arbitrary so, like board that decides? Or? I'm 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 actually going to defend them. Um, if you use a metric, I would say Statcast's metric that they really like is outs above average. You, I use a combination of DRS or defensive yeah, run save and of. outs above average. Because that's what Varsho led at was was DRS. Yeah, if yeah. a guy is really good in both, I would say incredibly legit fielder. The only they will pick sometimes when it comes to finalists they'll pick some really goofy fucking guy. Obviously, remember uh, Juan Soto last yeah, year. Juan Soto, yeah. horrible. But their winners are usually at or near the top in terms of outs above average. So I will give them credit. 
Um, they're not. Uh, they're not like wholly ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Was Varsho at least a finalist though? Varsho was. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, you know that's worth something. I guess. I mean, you know, he. I prefer guys to. I mean, it's not. You like lack they, winners. Time. Well, I mean, they use that. That's how they get paid. You know, Dalton Varsho's a good fielder or a good player. He had a down season, but he uh, turned it on toward the second half. Anyway, congrats to uh, Craig Council, uh, Sayonara, uh, David Ross. That the Cubs really did him dirty. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, unless you ask Wilson Contreras, and he's like, "Good fucking riddance, bitch." I saw uh, that. Oh my god! Uh, so was it, William Contreras, his brother. Oh. Brewers was also taken aback by it too. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. The Contreras brothers throwing down that fucking throwing out the that heat. stank. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought Rossi was a decent manager for the most part, but uh um, oh, yeah, well get, given what he got to work with. They uh did uh they actually did a rule book test and uh so whenever it comes to like managers that argue with umps, I'm like Rossi's probably right because he scored the highest. Oh. They give him like ten to fifteen questionnaires, and I think he always scored either fourteen out of fifteen or fifteen out of fifteen. So he's incredibly smart about that. And I always kind of thought he was a pretty decent tactician. I mean, he had the Cubs as a friend, like nearly sneaking in into the the wild card. And did – we always saw, like – I would say we were talking about the Cubs this time before the start of the season as like a a yeah, maybe. Like if things go perfectly right, yeah, maybe they're an 80-85 win team. But I would say the metrics – or sorry, the – Experts had them as like probably a seventy, yeah, you know, seventy five. I mean, anytime you that. sign a shortstop that can hit thirty bombs for your team, that gets always the question of mm-hmm. they can do that. Are they going to do that? And are they, you know, going to be like a Kyle Schwarber type? Yeah, that's all it is. And, and Cody Bellinger balled out. Yeah, was so. the big thing, which we knew that was a prove it deal. For Justin Steele was awesome. Cody Bellinger balled out. Here we go. And now he got to opt out. That fucking. Fuzzy menace. Nick wants to sign Bellinger, but I that has to be so low on the priorities for what we have to address. Yeah, I mean, if we get any outfielder, it should be Solaire to platoon as a DH. Yeah, precisely. Like, if we're, I mean, and our offense could use a boost. I mean, unless we're expecting Alec Burleson to have. Some phenomenal. My dude got married. Did you see that? I did. Um, so I think now's a good time to go ahead and go ahead. And, you know. Yeah, yeah. Let's sum up. Cut bait. Um, he's happy. He, you know, ruin ruin his honeymoon. Or ruin his life. He got married. Mm. You don't ever want to do that, fellas mm. or ladies. We're watching out for everyone here. <laughs> um, let me pull up Katie Wu's article um, that she uh, uh, worked with here. Um, and look at uh, uh, here it is. She worked with Tim Britton. They made a estimate for market value of pitchers that are on. Um, they have Yamamoto um, uh, predicted to be seven years, two hundred three million. There will be more to that because there's a posting fee you have to pay uh, the team he was on, which is like thirty some odd million dollars. Yeah, um, thirty mil a year. I'd say that's good. Um, the Cardinals have been tied to him. We always seem to get tied to a lot of guys. Um, yeah. I was 
who the hell? I think I was talking to Nick about this because uh, he was like, do you genuinely think? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just kind of like outside of us to go that hard in free agency, but this is such like um, yeah. a desperate situation now. And this is going to be Mo's biggest project. Yeah, not that I don't think he's going to be good, but there's going to be growing pains if you're going to the show from yeah. overseas. I mean, there un- they're just are. like So you do run a little bit of a risk by shelling out a lot of money. Granted, for, for say, the Angels, mm-hmm. it pans out for you tenfold, you know, yep. like what they did with Shohei. It does. Mm-hmm. So, you know. You Darvish. Some guys in Tanaka, and then you also have Matsuzaka. Remember Daisuke? Oh, the yeah. gyro ball. He was but, good for a season or two, and then he really the heavily regressed. Who was the Yankees signed to kind of counteract the Daisuke I thought it was Tanaka. Maybe it was Tanaka. They had uh, the sinker baller uh, win, I think. Let me look it up. Because the Yankees signed somebody in response to that, and he was absolutely garbage for the Yanks. <sighs> Let me look him up because that's going to bug me. I remember him being a huge sinker ball pitcher. And... Uh, and like everyone was like, "Well, that's so awesome!" I'm like he strikes out like four guys per nine innings. Like, why would you want? This isn't sustainable. Even a little me back then was like, "This is this is fucking lame." <laughs> Let's look at the OA Yankees. I'm sure he's on here. Yeah, Ching Ming Wong. I'm never saying that name again. That, <laughs> it already like I know that's his name, but that sounds. <laughs> I felt I felt I felt I used a slur or something yeah. saying that yeah. it was him. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he had two good years. He had two, like, 18, 19 win seasons. But, yeah, he fell off after that. Um, so, we get Yama, uh, uh, if we get Yamamoto, I mean, we're, I mean, that's like 30-something mil for the salary. I mean, his salary, well, the posting fee is a one-time hit. So, let's think of it and in terms of. You wouldn't count that into the payroll. You would, that would just be. Yeah, no, it would just be a one-time budget. Month. Key difference. Let's folks, think fifty-five, know. sixty million to play with. If we take him, I mean, that's half of it. There, yeah. they have Nola at six years, one hundred eighty million. Which, again, folks, um, kind of back to this point. You know, the market for guys is going up. A pitcher like Chris Bassett, Miles Michaelis, they set the market last season for a guy who you know, dudes who are middle rotation starters, decent arms. This for Michaelis shit their pants, but I mean. Bassett's just a regular old normal arm, and he got paid over twenty million. Yeah, homophobic arm. But, yeah, you know, kind uh, of a bummer. But well, Michaelis is you know he was making twenty million le- this past season. His extension's going to pay him um, eighteen per year. So like a number four, number three starter, you know, on the market, you're going to have to pay about twenty million dollars for. And for a back end guy, a number four, number five, yeah, you're gonna be paying like ten to fifteen. I mean, Waka made over twelve. Yeah, Waka's on the market. Well, and the thing is with Nola, like I think, I mean, I think he's got front of the rotation potential, but I like his his floor is definitely, I would say, is the highest of those two. With Nola, yeah, let's see Yamamoto is. Oh, floor, floor. sorry, floor, ceiling. Ce- Yamamoto for has days. the highest ceiling. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. But um, so, so when you mean by highest floor, you mean like his worst with us will still be like this decent of a year. Yeah, I mean he'll still yeah. be a solid number three, number four in the rotation. I kind of and, and that's assuming it's a good rotation. I um, uh, I, I was arguing with someone this on Twitter. I don't mean this like bad, but they were just, you know, I'm like, 
you know, uh, they're like, Nola will get, you know, five years, 150, 140. I'm like, no, he's getting paid. Motherfucker's getting paid. Is he the, a Boris client, too? What? Is he a Boris client? I can't remember. I mean, Maybe. Nola is a one or a two. Okay, he's a top two pitcher. He has postseason success. He is. The thing that Nola, I don't think he's going to get, I don't think he's going to get the years he was reportedly asking for with the Phillies, which was eight years. I think, yeah, he's probably going to get a five- or six-year yeah. deal, and he's going to get paid probably about, the very least, like $27, $28 million per year, but he's going to get paid probably $30 million yeah, a year. Yeah, I mean, and shit, if the years are an issue, give him an opt-out after a couple seasons. You know, if make it kind of a – I mean, you hate to say that uh, you're spending – Thirty million on a guy, and you're gonna—that's technically a prove it deal. But like, if you're or you're wanting more years, or you're wanting to hit that next kind of echelon of like pay schedule, mm-hmm. you know, two free agency two years from now, say, I mean, yeah, give him an opt out. Why not? Yeah. Um, Blake Snell, um, thirty-one year old, five years, one hundred thirty-five million is their pro- uh, projection on that one. So Snell would be pulling twenty-seven a year. Snell's going to win Cy Young. Um, there is talk that he's not as good as a number one. I He's going to win two Cy Youngs. He's a two-time Cy Young in both leagues. Um, I get it. He led the league in walks. He walks every motherfucker he faces. He strikes out every motherfucker. He had, I think, a f- walks per nine rate of like five, but he had a K rate of 12 per nine. And here's the thing. When Snell is good, he doesn't give up hits. When he won his Cy Young in the American League, he gave up the least amount of hits per nine. He did the same thing this year in the NL. So Snell, yeah, he may miss the strikes on a lot, but he misses a lot of bats, and he doesn't give up a lot of contact. Which, weirdly, he's who I want the least of that top four. Injury history? Um, injury history and then expected pay. I get that. You know, because like if – You know, like, think he's worth 27 mil? I think he's worth it. I just don't think uh, he would be the most cost-effective route for – if we are working with 65, I'm like, I don't know if I want to give almost half that to Blake Snell. I'd rather give it to Nola or Yamamoto. In terms of, like, half the half the pie we're trying yeah. to share here. I get that. Um, But, hey, I mean, at, at, at this point, we should be happy if they just get two of, like, the top – like like – if we got one of those four guys and signed Jordan Montgomery, I'd feel pretty good. And then, yeah. of course, add a third piece. Maybe like a Michael Walker. That'd be excellent. That'd be great. Um, yeah. Next guy, Eduardo Rodriguez. He's interesting. He's a lefty, too. Their pro- uh, projections, five years, $80 million. I would say that's right. I think he'd get more. I think he'd be 20 mil. Honest to God. Um, get him out of that godforsaken city. Yeah, so $16 mil a year for a guy who posted a mid-3s ERA. And I know he's pitching in Comerica Park, uh, but he had quite a lot of red in terms of the amount of, like, the quality of contact he gave up. He has a high strikeout rate. Um, he is, for $16 million, Eddie Rodriguez, left-hander. Uh, yeah, I think you take that. Oh, yeah. That's a great offer. Um, I think that should be one of our targets. Maybe sure. over Sonny Gray. I just haven't seen his name floated around. It's like a pipe dream idea as far as like, a, oh, that's our number two guy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Seth Lugo, 34-year-old, two years, $26 million. Yeah, people are thinking cheap on it. Um, that 26 is still higher than I thought, but people thought yeah, they would get him for seven or eight. I'm like, he's probably going to get over $10 million. He had a good season. Um, $13 mil for him. 
Again, I'm not a huge Seth Lugo guy. He has not – here, I'll show it. He he has a lot of blue. And he pitched in – he had a tremendous defense behind him. And I know we could use the same to, you know, beat down my my high expectations for Michael Waka. But, I mean, Seth Lugo, um, you know, pitched in arguably the third friendliest pitcher-friendly park in the majors. And the um, had a top five defense behind him. Yeah, there it is. Expected ERA, all that. Really good at walks and ground ball. Gives up a lot of hard contact. You want to just yeah. real quick segue on the on the Padres? I think they're LOL broke. They um, in a way they kind of they they really got fucked over by Bally. Bally owes them like sixty million dollars. Apparently. Oh, dude, yeah. Um. And the fact that they're having to take out small loans to because of payroll costs, like that sixty million covers that. You know, obviously they're a major league sports. You know, they're professional. They're a, a fucking franchise, so they've got the money and they're good for anything they borrow. But it's still like, yeah, sixty million dollars would have been nice to mm-hmm. you know maybe c- try try this again for another year. Yep, especially with you know guys like Clayton Kershaw. Probably going to be out most of, not the whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. How about this reunion, Mon- Monty? I want it. Gould reported um, that the Cardinals were interested in bringing him back. They said, go get your ring when they traded him and have kept, uh, they said they keep the door open and are wanting him back. Five years, $105 million, so $21 million a year. Um, I think he earned that. I mean, three straight seasons, yeah. sub four year A, it's making 30 starts per season. Pitched excellent in the postseason. Oh, yeah. Well, and dude, and the thing with him is, is like, that's actually the the front office being rather like salient in the mm-hmm. sense that, hey, you actually like brought the guy back and you got this prospect hall of you know Sajazi and Roby and that happens like, in sports. Yeah, it's I really mean it cool. does, but it's yeah. like it's like whoa, that was actually a competent move. You mm-hmm. sold on a guy, you know, and it. That you were able to bring him back. No harm, no foul. Like, no harm, no foul, right? Like Their estimation also with Sonny Gray is three years, $72 million. So that is what, 24. 30, 33, 34? 34. So 24 a year. Um, I don't think you can sign two of these guys, honest to God, the way Mo's thinking. I think if he, um, if he signs Nola, he is probably not getting Gray or Monty. He's going to probably go to Awaka. Waka's projected for three years, 36, so $12 million a year, and then probably find someone else. Because we also need, like, bullpen help, and we put in for Matsui in the Japanese league as well. So, yeah. or sorry, not put in. Or, or, or showing interest. Showing interest, sorry. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, if we're playing with 55, 60 mil, I mean, you can go over that um, quite easily with just two of those guys. Um I think what's realistic from what's been reported, I think Sonny Gray is probably going to be what Mo pitches for. So if we have like 20, let's say the prediction here, 24 million, you know, we have 29 after that, you know, yeah, to to play with. Um, get a Waka that puts us at 36 and then yeah. 19 million for that. And, and then you have to fit another starter and probably two high leverage arms after that well and 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 i'm using that 65 million number so if we give nola 30 we give if they push 65 they can yeah we give monty 20 we can get we can get two arms for 15 yeah yeah like 
if they push the 65, if they're willing to go a little higher, they can grab two of those A or S tier guys. They can grab a Monty and a Gray. That's 45 there. And then, yeah, underneath 20 million, you can probably get or throw it to fucking Zach Thompson or, you know, or fucking Mats, whatever. Yeah. But, like, you could find uh, probably a, a cheaper arm uh, for that one to roll the dice on. Or you can make a trade. I wish we could just cut Mats just to free up the payroll even more. You know, sure. Because, I mean, he pitched... what is he getting paid? Like, I mean, I know he's getting at least um, 12. Yeah, he pitched well in the second half. But I think he's going to, you know, let's let you know, let's wait it out on it. Yeah, uh, but also it's two years of injury bug. I know, and that's, that's my, like... I mean, but, you know, do you want Tyler Glass now? That's where you're going to roll the dice with. And I think... Uh, I think with Matt, um, he pitched well enough in the second half. He was so uh, so solid. He literally had to pitch himself back into the rotation based on how fucking horrible he did early on. I think he's earned it. Um, he's only getting $12 million. That's fine. That's, a fi- that's fair. So Sure. I mean, but I'm just thinking, like, well, that gives you more play money to give – you know, a guy like Zach Thompson who's going to be making nothing, which, again, on this podcast, we are very pro guys getting paid. But if we're working within confines of 50 to 65 mil, what, you know, we're going to we're going to heave it up a little bit. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, we frugal. Yeah. I mean, uh, shit, if we got two of those guys that would give us what Matt's Michael is and let's say we got um, Gray Monty. I mean, you still need depth to go in that position. It'd be nice to use, like, a, you know, McGreevy, Thompson, yeah. uh, Graceffo as the depth, as the guys that get worked into, see what we have. So, I mean, you got to find a fifth man. I think... And it better not be fucking Drew Rob. <sighs> no, it can't be Drew Rob. Yeah. I mean, it was good that he came up, got some MLB service, but, you know... Um, he was a human shield. What do you think about this? I think probably two signings and a trade for I starting pitching. I think that's the consensus. Yeah. I think that's what it's going to be. Um, um, Gould kind of hinted at – he had asked the question to Mo about trading for a reclamate. I think he was hinting at Tyler Glass now is what it was, talking about um, you know getting a pitcher who's been hurt and having a team eat salary for it. And I'm like, oh, he's talking about Glass now. I guess the Glass now thing is got a lot of tread to it he said to make over 20 million we've mentioned it a million times um if tampa eats like half that salary bring him over but keep in mind if they eat half that salary they're gonna they're gonna take a you know more than just a couple prospect yeah Yeah. they're gonna get more in return for that so we'll see you know we've talked a lot about pitching i'm i'm just i'm equally maybe not equally but Pitching's the greatest concern, obviously, but a pretty strong contender for second is this fucking outfield. Like, what are we going to do with? This? I mean, our outf- you know what? I'm curious because our outfield. Were, I don't think it's as in shambles as we think. I think they probably underperformed. I think they were hurt. But I've been actually meaning to look this up. Let's find this out. What was our combined outfield war? Because I'm I'm curious at this let's point. See where that ranks. Yeah, I do. I'm I'm curious on this one. Team rank. Let's type in that. Let's change position to just outfield in general. We were 18th. Yeah, I mean improvement can be made. We're middle of the middle of the pack. 
WRC plus of 103. So we had a you know slightly above average hitting. I'm going to probably say our too. outfield was horrifically. Yeah, our outfield. Josh, we're probably fine when you take this into effect. We were 27th in defensive value. Our outfield had Jordan Walker in it, and no offense to poor Jordan. It had, you know, Walker and Burley, they do their best, but I just they d- can get better with more We experience. just don't have a center fielder because I don't see Dylan Carlson as a future. And they talked about him being uh, very movable, which is a bummer for the Carlson saga. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jesus, they tried to kill him, fucking making him do supersize me shit last year. 4,500 calories really a day. I successful. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of like, yeah, right f- or left field's handle with Newt. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll keep playing Jordan in the outfield. I mean, I, he'll get, he'll be much better. I mean, his defensive metrics in September were great. Sure. And the thing is, I'm, I, I, I want his bat in the lineup. I want service time. I want him to get a fair shake, mm-hmm. not be sent down for some fucking. I don't know. think that's happening again unless yeah. he really fills up a he would diaper. have to look lost at the plate for like two months yeah and me. i mean yeah he would really have to fill a diaper at yeah. that one yeah um but like just center field i don't we need we we need a dude and i guess it's gonna be salami tommy i guess i guess I mean, it's odd but it, yeah. it, it just seems like such a weak hitting outfield um, i mean it won't be, though. I mean, hear me out on that. I mean, you have, um, from your center fielder, don't value a center fielder for having a tremendous bat. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, you want a guy who can hit, don't get me wrong. But, like, your center fielder, first and foremost, should be, in my eyes, a very, very rangeful and very, very competent defender. That is probably the second or third most position on the field. And Tommy's super capable, but at the same time, yeah. I don't think I don't see him being an elite defensive center fielder. He he just needs to be pretty good. Uh, and when it comes to your outfield, you just need your co- corner positions to bring in the thunder. And Jordan had like a near 800 OPS, and Newt. I'll tell you the thing I'm concerned about is Newt. You know, getting up playing a full 150 game season. But Newt was our best outfielder last season in terms yeah. of value. He was, even I'll say it. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I think he was even like a top twenty, top fifteen guy. He was great. He um, will flirt with twenty homers, but his thing is he gets on base. There's your little money ball thing. He can so, be yeah, a table setter. That's fine. He is you know Jordan Walker is the exciting you know home run run producer. Um, Lars Newfar is a table setter and. Tommy Edman as your defensive wizard, or at least your defensive stalwart out there. Yeah. That, to me, is a pretty good outfield if they stay healthy and perform. The thing that's important is what depth do you have to yeah. recover that. And we all shat on Alec Burleson to a degree, but I think Alec Burleson as a fourth outfielder is good. I think his... He just, I mean, I like a fourth outfielder to be able to play center. Yeah, he was a near 700 OPS guy yeah. in his first full season. He's going to get better, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, you find another guy with either the versatility like Donnie, cause Donnie is a competent outfielder, so he'll be healthy. Um, so you have to decide what to do with that. Um, right field will prolong his career as well as it will prolong anyone's. Um, but Donnie's probably full-time second. No, wait, Gorman is second base. 
Um, Donnie at short. Donnie, Donnie full-time short. Swiss Army knife. Mason Wynn starting shortstop. If Mason wins starting shortstop, then you kind of have your outfield problem, I think, fixed. You have you have a trim, you would have probably uh, the most versatile uh, defensive lineup in majors. You have two Gold Glove winning utility guys in Tommy Edmond and Brendan Donovan, yeah. both of which can play the outfield. Can I'll play the up. They can play. I'll anywhere. be at Donnie's never going to play center, but he can totally fill in a corner. Spot. Donnie fills in for your corners. Those guys go and get DH. Uh, Edmond plays center and plays short. Something happens to Tommy. Yeah. You have to move a guy over or something happens to win. You know, you can put Tommy or Donnie there. Um, yeah, I mean, that would – perfect world um, if Mason Wynn can show that he can stay up and they're going to give him a full-time shot yeah. at, at short. That would be a great problem to have is having two versatile guys like that. Well, and in, in, in a way, you've sold me on this, but that comes under the condition that Tyler O'Neill is not on this team next year. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Tone. I, mean, I can't believe I forgot him. Yeah, like it feels like he's going to get moved. I feel like I've been thinking that moving for a fucking reliever, some team will. I mean, Jesus, well, it sucks because um, I thought there was a real possibility you could move him, but he was hurt and he didn't do much to quite increase his value. And I think we held on to him, and we're still. I think this team's going to move him in some capacity, and I think it comes down to, um, you know. Make him strength coach. I don't give a shit. Yeah, so like, <laughs> I think they're waiting for him to have a good start or a good month or good stretch of play to where it's like, yeah, he's back. He's so bad. He's him. He's always been him. You know, like, give us fucking – give us Kendall Graven. I don't know. Like, he's they, he has little value in return right now. So yeah. they probably see it as, like, let's see what we can still squeeze out of him and move him then. Probably see the Dylan Carlson the same way too. I wish Carlson's had, value has plummeted. I wish we had an expansion team like coming like next year because mm-hmm. he'd be like the perfect guy to put like on like the. I don't know how that usually works, but like put him on like the list of like the he's available. You can take him. Yeah, clubs like, can protect up to X amount of guys and all that. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're talking about. So, um, I it. you know I honestly want to see Dylan and Tyler O'Neill have success. I want to make their money and all that. Um. I really, you know, maybe um, maybe if Wynn doesn't show up, uh, that sounds mean. Maybe if Wynn's not ready quite yet to be a full-time MLB shortstop, you put uh, Eddie at, uh, at short and you have Carlson run center field. Uh, Carlson and O'Neal. I just don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with Carlson being our – well, not really fine because I see Carlson's a tremendous defensive center fielder. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm I'm saying like I still see some potential in Dilly, mm-hmm. um, if he stays healthy and remains consistent. So I hate seeing him come off the bench, but on paper I'm like that being your fourth outfielder, like to honestly, con- that's spell, kind of a problem though. That's right? pr- like that's not bad. I'll he... take it. Honestly, that's a new problem. Um. You have center field's the outfield position. I think that results in the most injuries. And it feels like because, I mean, Newt played center field. You know, if you probably want to try and maximize the most value out of O'Neal and Carlson, you play them in the corners. You certainly can't put Jordan in center field. You can probably trust Newt. I think Newt, when his time in center field, was fine. So, 
or you just have them kind of rotate out, but, you know, guys don't get quite in the mix. But, I mean, that's a – you know, it to me, you know, I think – I don't think we have an outfield problem in terms of production, Josh. I think we have an outfield problem. We have a lot of outfielders. And well, like, that's also my issue is we have too many options that are mid. Yeah, and if you get a full season of O'Neal or Carlson, they're going to be average hitters, and they're going to play good defense. It's just health. they just got to be good. Yeah. We're never going to get a full season out of O'Neal. I mean, yeah, it feels like at this point. I mean, his maxed out was 137 games, but it was a tremendous 137 games. Yeah. You know, MVP caliber. But but we also can't overlook that that was one of his first few seasons in the league. Mm-hmm. And guys pick up on how to pitch dudes, too. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's a major factor. I mean,. When you're not able to repeat success, and not even close to repeating we success. We got so hard for him. It was Tyler O'Neill's world, world, and we're just, just living, living in like it. Like Pepsi Man, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and to be frank, it was fair, but also. No, yeah, he, he earned all that praise and that accolades. Okay, so to wrap up, what uh, what starters do you think they're going for? That 55 to 65 window. Um, They're going to go for... They're going to get one of the two, Nola or Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to go with Nola because other teams are going to outbid them from Yamamoto, and then you don't also have the steep you know, posting fee. Mm-hmm. Plus, he'll have a cheaper deal. So um, then I think that number two, in my, in my mind, ideally, bring Jordan Montgomery back. Yeah. And three, if you have the money, Michael Waka. Rod- Eduardo Rodriguez. I'm like, thinking Gray, Waka, and probably either Maeda or Paxson. Yeah. You're going with, like, what you think is going to happen, and I'm going with what, like, I would – if if I was playing in oh, the yeah. show, what I would do. No, if I was GM, I'd go after – go after all of them, and then whoever says yes first. I mean – Go after all of them and then let them fight like a gladiator style. My, let them fight for that obvious yeah. money. Like, for me, uh, I would go after Yamamoto – and then Monty, and then uh, either Maeda, Paxton, or Rodriguez. But then again, this is if money's not a factor. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not really sold on Paxton. He would be cheap, and his metrics were really solid. He pitches in Fenway, and he was good in Fenway. You know, he had like a low fours ERA. And he doesn't give up a shit ton of hard contact. He has a decent fastball, and uh, he strikes guys out still. Injury history, sure, but, I mean, seven, eight, nine, ten million a year. You bring him in as your fifth or sixth starter. That'd be great. I know Ryan has joked about it, but he's joked about it in the aspect that James Paxton and Alex Wood is what you're getting, and you're going to fucking like right. it like that. But Paxton has a back-end piece you know, after the signings or trades would be would be great. Yeah. I'm not sure what trades they make. The only trade I'm thinking is that they're linked to Glass now. I'm not sure who else they've been quite linked to. I mean, everyone's got this, I mean, Seattle in their crosshairs too. Either to, I'm going to say this and it's going to happen. To me, there's no fucking way. Uh, Seattle would exact such a heavy price for either other pitchers. I can't possibly see Mo Paul in the Pulling the trigger for that. Yeah, so they've got what? They got Castillo. They've got Logan Gilbert. They've got uh, George Kirby. Mm-hmm. I mean, we traded a guy. We traded some cash uh, to the Mariners. Picked up a pretty good reliever, twenty-eight year old guy with a lot of 
yeah. uh, K's. I'm cool with that. And we picked pen. up a, uh, fuck, was he an outfielder or infielder from the Cubs? Everything I read, I it didn't say. I, I, I read the... I read multiple things about that guy. I just never was – I was too lazy to go to baseball reference to actually look it up. But, yeah, I mean – Well, they're doing that because they're priming the pump for obviously death but possible trades. Um, well, and, you know, you got to fill a triple-A roster if they don't make the team. And those are guys that you can put on the Memphis shuttle if, if needed because, you know, so Jay-Z's not ready. It's not like – our bell of the ball and Tink Hens is remotely ready yet. He's oh no, to, Tink struggled a, yeah. a lot. He's got to um, prove himself a lot this next season. Riley yeah. O'Brien is his name. Yeah, and he was. Oh, Nick will hate him then. Yeah, he's got that fucking uh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, Packy, Packy Naughton's coming back. So Packy's coming back. He's helps he's, on the way, boys. Um, Jared Young's the other one. Can he's we talk about guy. how? Uh, Nick almost got me in trouble at work because he sent me the slur dictionary and I opened oh, it up on no. Wi-Fi and then it's like this is blocked by your network administrator. I was like, oh shit! Fuck! I go on, uh, you know, I then connect to my data and then I open the page and the first it's it's already on Irish and then the first thing I see is just green and then the N word as a slur for Irish people. It's like, oh, oh, oh. thanks. There's yeah. the other one that he sent, which was potato in. Oh. Yeah. I yeah. was like, why? I think I, like, did it to him one time as a joke. And, like, every now and then he's like, hey, you want to go down memory lane? I'm like, nah, I don't have this bookmark, dude. <laughs> 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 like, I look at it because I'm like, oh, look how creative and look how look how creative people's hate can be. So <laughs> when uh, Nick gets AIDS, what is his, like, uh, make a wish going to be? Just us, like, just going down slurry lane like, slurry lane yeah. while we're going to paul de young's house armed to the teeth <laughs> with assault rifles wonder and where, I, I, I wonder where paulie d's gonna end up this offseason wow. oh my gosh he's gonna get a minor league contract is what i think uh, he's, he's gonna go to the jamaican league when I mean, you get like you get traded by one group that or one team that had you in the minors for uh for half a season and then you get waived by like two other teams motherfuckers going he's gonna yeah. get a minor league contract honestly he might it might be in his interest to go overseas though for real like i mean i know it's more common with pitchers but like ryan's being active in the discord he's telling every he's telling the discord to bully car oh the cards stuck out twitter oh <laughs> uh, yeah no ryan's gonna be a wild animal now no. that he's in the discord <laughs> That's what I saw when I mentioned Trevor Bauer earlier. And all, and there was it's him of... and, like, another one, like, Redbird Riot I saw. Redbird Riot is apparently, like, really homophobic. So, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think at this point we'll just kind of uh, avoid and not bully as much as we used to. So. That's, I mean, that's never had any bad reaction. I know. Us. Dude, we've never had. <laughs> it's not like we're coming up on a certain one-year anniversary of that. Um, yeah. We should tell the Discord. We should tell. Them. We should tell them. If you guys remember this, you can bring it up, and we'll tell yeah. you the story. Um, the you know, actually, we need a few more people to sign up for. The, oh shit! Uh, sign up for the Discord, um, and then we we'll, need more. And then we'll tell the story. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a tell all. We need, we need um a hundred or so or whatever. How many of you are left that haven't died or whatever? Like just uh, literally just find us on social media, DM us, we'll send you a link. You can be in the Discord. It's pretty easy. 
Okay. Um, don't be an asshole. That's it. Um, I know we joke and do bleeps on here, but just don't say horrible shit. That's it. You know. Yeah. I think there's only been one spat in the Discord, and it was over something kind of small. But I think the tone was red. Wrong. Oh, it was Jeff and Alex picking on yeah. each other. It was fine. Yeah. It was adorable. They actually laugh about it. I think. Yeah. So. Um. But. They're super good. Jeff's great. Jeff is great, although I will say... I keep his, forgetting he's older than us. His his taste in folk music that he recommended... Oh, yeah. Was fucking horrendous. Yeah, Jeff, he didn't... Josh didn't yeah. say this immediately after, so he's going to say it now. Willie Carlisle fucking sucks. <laughs> We're about to be $10 short on the Patreon uh, yeah. from here on out now. He did, not, he did not like him, Jeff. I'm sorry. I tried to... I try to be in your corner. I didn't listen to him, but you know, I was willing to lie on your behalf. Be like, "Come on, Josh. Surely ain't that yeah. bad." <laughs> it was bad. Like uh Stephanie was like, "This is horrible." Stephanie. He just keeps talking. This is terrible. <laughs> like, what was the Discord was super busy talking about McGuire, talking about the Peds. Yeah. It's an active Discord join it, guys. We're fun. Uh, we're, we're adorable. Were, were they talking about like Wander Franco or no, what? He said talk, talk about the peds. No, not uh, that ped. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I love it when, uh, speaking of that, I love it. Discourse. Yeah, no, I love it when uh, when British people say pedophile, they say it as pedophile. And I, that makes me laugh That's for how Tom reason. Segura's dad used to say, like, Tom. These pedo. people on Chris Hansen show they're pedophiles. They're pedophiles. <laughs> Which is... The most pedophile way to say same pedophile, pedophile yeah. yeah, pedophile. Okay, okay, pedophile. we should probably stop saying it. <laughs> it's one of those things that, you, that probably get flagged. Yeah, you say it, you say it three times, and you yeah. know Jeffrey Epstein shows up. Je- yeah, he yeah. shows up in your mirror. He shows up in your mirror with a bottle of lube and a and a fucking bat wrapped in yeah. barbed wire. <laughs> okay, you fucking cat. We can hear you. Um, okay, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Um, you got a crumble champ? Oh man, my crumble! Ch- I I never think about this. You should go first. Let me think. Let me ponder. Um, my crumble champs is going to be the guests we have lined up. We're we're trying to be you know do our job. So we're gonna have uh from uh we're gonna have Caleb Noble on from Hard Nine Pod. Uh, we're gonna have the boys from uh, STL Sports Central and Kyle Reese. So those are gonna be my crumble champs. Cousin Kyle. Cousin uh, Kyle. I'm gonna say my crumble champ are all of the Cardinals Twitters, Twitter, Twitters, Twitter accounts, um, freaking the fuck out by the um, the Denton tweet. Yeah, the Denton tweet. I mean, Jesus, yeah. my entire for you page was just people being like, "Oh, same shit. It's gonna be that." Like, uh, probably, but can we not be so cynical? Like. Seven days. Like, into the yeah, off guys, season. can we wait a fucking minute? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not fucking March. It is oh, November. Fucking Katie Wu. I'm saying this like a matter. She tweeted like something really innocuous, and someone immediately be like, "Announce Nola," and her reply was, "For Christ's sakes, let me live my life." <laughs> <laughs> I almost fucking died when I saw that. Anyway, Jesus. Oh yeah, well, yeah. World Series. Congrats to the Rangers. Whatever. Good. Let's uh, see what pitchers we get. Um, is there anything else? Stroman opted out, so he's going to go probably pitch for some anti-Semitic team. Um, 
David Ross, Mike Schilt might become the manager of the Friars. He's yeah. apparently a leading candidate. Brian Cashman said, I think we're pretty f- fucking good. Uh, oh, yeah. He yeah. said we have this, one of the smallest analytics departments. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys are getting worse. Your teams aren't that good. You should. I don't know. We got fucking Aaron Judge. We got Aaron Judge. And and, and, well, analytically, Rich. he's pretty good for that, you know. Yeah. So, um, what else happened? Um, we talked council. We talked all the free agent. We talked John Denton stirring up some shit. The Yankee. I mean, this is just because you know we're not new news, but we are a Brendan Donovan stand podcast. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Yankees accounts that are saying they're going. Oh, to sending like trade demands over that. Like yeah. Don, uh, folks. Donnie, I would say is untouchable, but um, if we trade, if someone comes asking us for Donnie, we're not getting two or three play. We're getting a big ass haul for him. Yeah, Donovan well, is a everyday. Or ma- he's like the big piece in a big ass like pitching. Trade. Yeah, we're not sending Donovan for Clark Schmidt. Yeah, or he, like Clark Schmidt, Michael King for Donovan. I'm not. Gonna, uh, yeah, no, I'll just go wanna, sign. I'll go sign some guys. If you want to give me George Kirby for Brendan Donovan, we can talk. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, I would say we can talk at that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, yeah, Kirby, um, uh, Gilbert, Wu. Like, those guys are on the table for Donnie, I would say. But, yeah, I mean, other than that, Yankees fans, you know, forget about it. Keep dreaming. Forget about it. All right, we shot. We gotta do the patrons. Yeah, uh, shout out uh, to the Cran. Yeah. To the Jeff. To the Alex. To the, to the Alex. To the Nick. To the Bravo. To the Tyler. Boy. To the Bravo. Bravo, we gotta James. play soon. I'm, I'm, I'm I need to listen to James' album. He posts in Discord. I was meaning to listen to it and put oh. it on here at some point. I, I didn't realize you put out an album. Yeah, James. Uh, he's bassist, but he also plays like a uh, yeah, regular ass guitar. So. Man. I keep dragging my ass. Play out. them tasty licks, brother blood. <laughs> brother, <laughs> brother blood. <laughs> All right, we love you guys. Uh, hopefully, it's informative. Go listen to nineteen eighty-two part Richie? three. Did we say Richie? Oh, fucking Richie. Yeah. Yeah. That's what okay, we need, we need to go through. And make sure we got everyone. All right, Richie, okay. Bravo, Cran, Alex, Jeff, Alex, Nick, Tyler, James. Yeah, that's everybody. Yeah, that's everyone. Okay. We need more. Um. Yeah. yeah. Go listen to part we three. We should come out with a new t-shirt. I was thinking that once I get part four and part five out, yeah. a new t-shirt idea for that. So, all, all right. right. Um, we love you all. We love you. Have Shalom. fun. We love you. Kisses. Kisses.